Hello, my name is Jason Reichel, and you're listening to Risk Management Brick by Brick. I'm fascinated with people who are helping build and maintain the physical world around us. On each episode of this podcast, we'll dive in with a risk manager, speak to them about how technology plays a role in this process. Let's take this back to Chicago, where I talked to Kevin Suhu. Kevin is an expert of innovation, data governance, and security in the construction industry. As a senior director of the architecture, engineering, and construction AEC function at Ignite, Kevin has clued up on all things cyber insurance. So let's go back to that conversation. Kevin is very informed, and I really enjoyed our chat. Let's go. Thank you for joining me on Brick by Brick, Kevin. It's really nice to have you. Yeah, good to be here. So give me a little bit about you. Why are you here at the Procore event? What innovations are happening that you're excited about? Just let's share with the audience some of the excitement from Chicago. Yeah, so at Procore, a great partner of ours. We're a continued a platinum sponsor, and it's just a great opportunity to get a deeper pulse on the, the industry, the construction industry specifically, and what's keeping people up at night and the explosion of data and where it's going and who's touching it. And we have a few things to say about that, but also working with Procore, which is a great thing. So yeah, we love being out in the field. Let's talk a little bit about your organization. Who are you representing and what do you guys do? Yeah, so I run our overall AEC segment globally for Ignite, which means we have a very specific focus for architects, engineers, and contractors, generals and trades as well. But uh, what we do is I would call the document layer underneath everything that might be in an organization. So Procore, whether it's a lot of our other integration partners, Structure Insight, Drone Deploy, a whole myriad of them. So we are looking at trying to say, where is all your data? Stop having it in multiple places, have it in one place, and then you have a lot better control and governance and security among many other things. That's interesting. That kind of brings me to one of the big questions. You know, last week, MGM had the cyber attack. Organizations are not quite up to speed. So the big question I have for you is, what should people be doing around cybersecurity, around securing their data? What are some recommendations that you guys are, are talking about right now? Sure, yeah. Cybersecurity is a big part of what makes Ignite different from a lot of other platforms. And citing a couple of things we've done recently, just partnered with Dodge on a study around resilience of data. One of the pillars of that survey was ransomware. And it was quite shocking to me to see of the respondents, architects, engineers, and contractors, 60% reported a breach in the last two years. So that's you, that's your partner, that's someone else that you know, but we're seeing a big, big uptick in, in breaches in specifically targeting the industry. And I think the one thing we should be taking away from this is it's an executive or it's a leadership problem, right? Yeah, it's a technical problem at the end of it, but the question is, what do you do when you just lost all your drawings and your specifications and your RFIs and now you're down for three weeks? Because that, that is happening, yeah. Yeah, risk managers who you listen to the podcast and I've had on the show are trying to understand how do we put risk analysis around cyber, around data, around things that have never really fallen into their laps before. In the organizations you're working with, who are you working with and how should they maintain and be up to date? Sure, yeah. So we're working with organizations, large, small, and medium as well, but there is a common theme of we've got data all over the place or we've got a lot of data. We also know it's been growing a lot, but also we don't know what's in our data. Mm -hmm. So a common example could be PII, maybe you're doing work on a school and now your crew needs to do background checks and now you're holding that. Yep. Or that you're doing work for a customer under NDA, you're doing critical facilities, data centers, you might be doing military DOD work. And so we're able to actually identify critical files, tag them, 
And once we've been able to tag them automatically through algorithms, then you can apply a whole different host of governance policies. So you don't have just one layer of security. It's no. essentially the more important the information, the more secure you have it. You know, five, seven years ago, it was we're in the age of information. Data is king. And now we're in this age where, wow, shit, we collected all this data. What do yeah. we do with it now? Yeah. And the organizations are scrambling to try to organize it. So when you're thinking about those levels and those security, is it something that should be brought up at, you said, the highest level within the organization and then streamed down to everything so that everyone understands yeah. what is critical and Absolutely. Again, I think it's a leadership discussion in which every contract that I've seen has customers under NDA. One of our other customers even commented on one of our sessions here at Groundbreak, which was, no matter what the file is or what's inside of it, if the owner says it's important, you have to take that to heart and protect it accordingly. And so at least what we can do is we can assure that's happening, but the classification, but also just making sure that leadership is not getting themselves out of compliance, right, with the owner, because they've promised through an NDA, I'm going to protect it, right? And if they can't, your reputation's damaged. You may not be getting invited to do more work. Yeah, now it's having an impact on you winning bids and all, everything else. How do leaders of organizations who, at some of these organizations, I mean, even large ones that are regional construction companies, you know, they have a IT person or a securities person that's worked their way through the firm who might not be familiar enough to protect this data at this point in time. How do you recommend, what's the strategies that you have for leaders to become informed? Is it important that they're going out and recruiting from a more diverse uh, hiring pool or like how can they bring these processes? Yeah, and we know a lot of technology leaders are very busy already and it's not enough of a priority in, in some cases, uh, but I think it's still going back to leadership, making it a top down, like leadership needs to know. And it also could be a great differentiator to say, you should be working with us because we're lower risk in these different dimensions. And obviously, choosing technology partners like yourself is a critical element of that. You mentioned the report that you have coming out. What's the breadth of that report that's coming out? Right, yeah. So a great partnership with Dodge Data in which we really wanted to focus on the theme of resilience and data. And uh, I'm not naive to say, hey, everyone needs to go and buy a new file folder system in the cloud. Lots of those out there. Where we differentiate and where we really like to see that theme of it is the resilience. And so with Dodge and the study, we surveyed, or Dodge surveyed uh, several hundred people around resilience in the face of access to data. In that study, just a really quick takeaway was 80, 85, you know, almost 90% reported they have access to the data. But I was surprised because we're in the cloud, we've got mobile devices in every pocket. I would have thought it'd be closer to nearly 100%. But still, we know people can get to their ac you know, folders and their files whenever they need to. 90% is pretty good, but that one time you're not, that could be the one time you're you're missing some. So resilience around accessibility, and then to you know what you hinted at earlier, resilience around a breach or a ransomware attack. Again, 60% of all survey respondents had a breach within the last two years. It's just, you know, it's, it, yeah. we're getting hit. You know, our audience is fairly technical. Like we have people who are very technical, we have people who are very process driven watching this show. When you say resilience of data, what does that mean at the most layman way? Yeah, resilience and getting the right version when you need it. Resilience in if you do get breached, how fast can you get your data back? How old is that data when you do get it back? And even resilience on hiring staff to your earlier point, like there's a labor shortage, both in the field and the office. Can you start hiring outside of your actual geography? Customer in Cincinnati, they're like, we're great. Ignite can help us because we can extend a lot of our access to someone I'm hiring in Houston now. Right. And they never did that before. Yeah, and that must be with the way that things are shipping up. Like very critical to look at the workforce as 
distributed, but also your security process, your data process having access and then being secure on top of that. Exactly. Well, what else is next? What's coming up that you're excited about? Oh, man. I mean, you can't avoid AI. Everyone's got to play in AI. I would say, though, for us, we certainly have got some really great things in looking at the content. Is this a document that's changed over time? If it hasn't changed, what do you do about it? We're tagging things now on with AI. This is a rooftop. This is a mechanical. And so now that we're able to tag files, not depend on the file name yeah. or even what's inside the file, but actually what or it hygiene is. of the users. Exactly. Right. Now you can do things with your data in ways that you couldn't do before. And look at again: Can you compare documents? Can you say what's changed? There's a snippet in here that might be at risk for you. So we're looking at AI and activating what already is in our platform. For you as a technology provider in an industry that you know hasn't always been quick to adopt technologies. What do you think has been one of your ways to drive technology into these organizations? Yeah, you know, specifically with Ignite, it's really easy to use. Like literally, Windows Explorer, you've got a P drive in most cases, M drive. You keep that. And so the users love it because nothing changes in their world. The adoption is almost instantaneous. And Ignite can help bridge that gap of like being in the cloud, but also have that great desktop experience. Thank you very much. So Kevin, one of the things that we were talking about, it was breach. We've had both CIOs of all these organizations or IT people of these organizations and risk fight about who owns the world of cyber. We have risk managers going out and buying cyber security. But one thing that we were talking about off air that I, I want to bring up that was interesting is that without modern tools, you could have your claim denied by your cyber insurance for multitudes of reasons. And I thought that would be an interesting thing to share because a lot of people are putting policies in place, but they don't have the technology that can enforce and alert them about that technology. So how does Ignite help with that? Yeah, that's a good one in, in which we do know data, people's data is growing exponentially and you don't know what's in there. So with our, mentioned our classification features, we're looking at out-of-the-box things like credit card numbers, PII, if it's in a folder that shouldn't be, if it's been shared in a publicly accessible link, we're looking at logins from unusual places or at unusual times, and we're taking all those different signals, and we have a dashboard that does flag high-risk or high-severity issues. So risk managers or those that are looking for compliance, they can look at the dashboard and say, okay, I got 20 issues today, and they can fix it right inside the dashboard. For, right, because for a lot of these organizations put data rules into place. But the rules don't have any reinforcement with any technology. Yeah, they're not policeable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then one thing that you mentioned about when you have a cyber attack and it's ransomware, if you're being attacked from a country that is not covered in your policy, a lot of people don't even know that until after the fact. And there are warning signs about a breach before that might have ever occurred. Absolutely. Yeah. So part of that we call secure and governed features is looking at behaviors, signals again, but in this case could be from foreign countries, you know, terrorist states but you will see the logs. And so we start to, again, flag and alert against suspicious behaviors. And in many cases, you can automate responses in our platform around like shutting it down or, or things like that. That's amazing. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yeah. Risk Management Brick by Brick is brought to you by TrustLayer. Find out how TrustLayer manages risk so that the people can build the physical world around us. Head over to trustlayer.io. And then make sure to subscribe to Risk Management Brick by Brick on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. On behalf of the Trust Layer team, thank you for listening. <laughs>